Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Plant Powered People podcast. Today, you're here with Michelle Kane and Tony Okamoto, and we are going to talk about what happens when you get some real truth bombs dropped in your lap. So without further ado, let the episode begin. Greg, thanks so much for coming on to our show today. So happy to have you here. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Tony. It's good to be here with you today. Today, I would love to start off with Michelle telling a little bit about the backstory, and then we can talk a little bit more about your plant-based journey and how it stemmed from the story Michelle's about to tell. All right. So Greg, aka Bipa, is my birth father, uh, my biological father, who I just met for the first time a few months ago at age 31. I was adopted as a baby. And he had no idea I existed on this planet until I uh, crashed into his life and said, knock, knock on Facebook. (laughs) I think you might have a biological daughter out there and it might be me. Um, And it was. So that's, yeah. I really loved the story. It is going viral on the internet. Michelle created a video that you can see on her YouTube channel. And from my perspective, basically she had been on this journey for ever to find her biological parents. And she found her mom 10 years ago. Then 10 years later, with the help of DNA testing, found a second cousin, no, first cousin, cousin. a first cousin, reached out to her first cousin who gave her some leads. Then there was some Facebook stalking that ensued. (laughs) And Tony very much helped me with. (laughs) (laughs) Then there was an awkwardly worded letter that Tony also helped me with. (laughs) (laughs) And next I knew, She was on this beautiful journey of reconnection with her biological father, and they spent a lot of time talking, getting to know each other. Then Michelle and her husband flew down to meet her whole family in person, where they welcomed her with open arms and just showed so much kindness and love. And I know that's not the story for all adopted babies, so I'm so glad that that happened to to Michelle and to Greg. But yeah, so then Greg, you meet Michelle. She's like, hey, I'm a vegan. Then what? (laughs) (laughs) Then what? I feel like I tried to play the vegan card kind of cool and be like not super vegan, except for it was like my website, my profile, her job, my job. It was all just like world vegan, (laughs) vegan, vegan, vegan. And I'm like, oh no, like I I found my birth father and he's going to think I'm some crazy vegan. Well, and with my family all being carnivores, meat eaters, (laughs) and uh, having you come down and visit and having a big meat fest barbecue celebration when you landed, that's when you kind of cleared things up that you were vegan. I say that in jest. No, I, uh, those first few days of anxiety and who is this person that's dropping into my life and being curious and looking to learn more about you and stuff like that, obviously, was very quickly very aware of your passions and what your life's all about and very compassionate in the space. And so, yeah, I I have um, always, well, probably since I was uh, 1920, somewhere around there, I kind of got into some nutritional elements in my life that uh, I've kind of always been attracted toward, toward the wellness space, but never to the level of vegetarian or vegan. I didn't really comprehend that part of the equation as um, being so, I guess I was programmed like so many others that milk is good for your body and 
cut back on your red meat and eat more chicken. <laughs> and uh, so I guess in exploring a little bit more about who you were and then in some of our conversations, um, being re-enlightened to look into some documentaries like What the Health and it just I was uh, in, a, in a place, uh, I guess, in my life that it was I felt the need to kind of man up and take responsibility to the next level for my health. And so I was motivated in that direction for healthy reasons first. And so that's kind of where it started. I don't remember if you recall, I was doing some shopping and I called for a consult <laughs> to Michelle because they were sampling some veggie patties and I was getting some information about that. And she was kind of helping steer me into some better choices. And after putting a few things in my cart, I just decided that with her coming down in a couple of weeks, so why don't I become a, a project for you? Do a two-week project. And you're like, no, no, I can't ask you to do that. And I insisted that was a, I was volunteering. You weren't asking. So Yeah, well, we had it was an interesting time that we found each other because Tony and I had just been working on a, our mini documentary with Raul, who had gone plant-based from a standard American fast food-based diet for a week. And so you got to witness everything we were sharing with him, his transformation. You were giving him words of encouragement and support. And I think it was like during or after, right, when we were kind of mm -hmm. in the midst of filming that, that you were like, I'll be your next project. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had already been kind of blown away that when we connected, I think you had said you had watched Forks Over Knives already, and, and you were so deeply embedded already into the health and wellness space, which was really cool to learn because that was so much of part of my my work. So to have that in common was really cool. But also you were already pretty well educated on on many elements of health and you are so open to like eagerly absorbing every new documentary and book and and doctor and everything that came up in our conversation. Like the next time we talk, you'd be like, oh yeah, I was just listening to that ebook the other day. <laughs> um, so that's been pretty cool. Hey Greg, I'm wondering your experience with vegan before like what did you think about it? What would come to your mind when you thought of a person who was vegan? Or when you thought of vegan, what came to your mind? Well, for me, I had um, some pressures with a health condition and a severe flare-up a few years back that um, led me to really bland out my, my diet and slowly introduce things back. And the first, I actually had two of those episodes um, that were that severe. The first time, I was able to kind of get myself righted and I seem to have reincorporated just about everything, the foods that I grew up with and loved, whether that been, you know, pizzas, steaks, uh, you know, just cheese, uh, all kinds of typical American diet foods and pushed myself, you know, kind of hard. I felt better. I was doing better. I was, you know, utilizing some su supplements and whatnot that seemed to control my situation. So uh, it wasn't until the next time around where I had something trigger another flare-up that, you know, you lose 50, 60 pounds in a matter of, you know, a month, month and a half and stuff like that. It's a pretty dramatic turn. And and that one was a lot harder to get turned back around. And so my wife at the time, she was, you know, trying to get me off of all meats and headed into that at least vegetarian direction. And I just, I struggled with it. I was never a big vegetable eater. You know, there was a handful of different vegetables that I liked, but for the most part, I was, wasn't some I worked to incorporate into my daily meals. And so 
I just, I felt like it was such a dramatic shift and change that how was I possibly going to do this? And it seemed like that when I did have more vegetarian or perhaps even vegan at the time type dishes, it was unsatisfying. Yeah, I told somebody here recently that I was talking about, you know, the last few months of being, you know, vegan. And I said, gosh, I really picked the right time to, to make this decision and do this because it's just seem, seems to me that it's a whole different world of choices and advancements and, you know, call it, you know, food science and, and whatnot to bring at least through the process, some comfort foods into the equation that don't leave you out there just feeling like you've, you know, you're gnawing on weeds and, and cardboard or something like that. Do you feel comfortable elaborating on what a flare up is? Um, sure. I have ulcerative colitis and, uh, it's a autoimmune disorder in the gut, Crohn's colitis, um, kind of sister diseases, IBS, a number of different ones in the in the gut. When it flares, it's like having uh, cold sores, uh, canker sores in the inside or inner lining of your um, intestines. So anything that's passing through there feels like just excruciating. So you you don't want to eat, you don't want to <laughs> cause anything to have to go through you, and so it's. Your system is not taking the nutrients in, and that's where the rapid weight, weight loss comes in. And so I fought really hard to not go on hardcore medications or what I see to be hardcore medications and immunosuppressant drugs and stuff. I was able to get through the first round, the first time, not having to, but the second time around with all my exhaustive efforts, I just wasn't getting the flare to turn. So I ended up going on immunosuppressant medication. Um, but I chose a doctor, at least that was of the same mindset that I wouldn't be on it for life, that I could get on it, correct my situation. It would be a few years, but then I could wean off. And that's the process I'm in right now. So another motive to further support my body in a healthy way so that as I'm weaning off this medication, that I can stay off of it and have my body functioning the way it was intended to do. I think it's interesting too, how when you were first in your extreme flare and encouraged to eat vegetarian help that situation, it seemed very much like you were eating bland food and sacrificing. And the perspective that I've been hearing from you now that you are not in a state of flair or in a position where you really need to physically go vegan, it seems like you're finding a lot more enjoyment in your food. I know part of that is just the advancements and you there's amazing food out there <laughs> and you have an awesome guide. But um, <laughs> that I think that the perspective that you have in your mind and like the outlook that you have in your mind when you step into going plant-based is so important. And if you go in with a positive mindset, you're going to have a probably a pretty good experience. And if you go in with a negative mindset, expecting it to suck, <laughs> it probably will. I feel like that's everything. When you wake up in the morning and you're like, Ugh, have to go to work. It's Monday. Ugh. Then your whole your, day drags. Your Monday is just a a drag. But if you wake up and you say, I'm really thankful I have a job and I don't have to worry about looking for a job or feeding what I'm going family. to feed my family <laughs> or my rent or or those types of things, then you go to work feeling gratitude and with a positive outlook on life. You know, the point you brought up too, Michelle, that it, at the time that I was blanding out my diet and just stripping it down to, you know, boiled chicken, uh, broth soups, no um, sauces, no condiments. No, I mean, it was just very neutralized. 
And then at that point in time, when it's like, okay, so now without the help of any spices and sauces and whatnot, let's introduce you to getting off of meat too. And so maybe that was weighed into that equation of just the blandness. And this time around, going into it with excitement and with, like you said, a, a good guide, you know, and for somebody that's stepping into that desire or stepping into this space and wanting to be healthier by going whole food plant-based, you know, there's uh, a lot of great cookbooks out there. There's a lot of great content online and stuff like that to, to make your food good. And what I quickly learned, because I think in the first two weeks, I had agreed to a two-week project to do blood tests before and after, to do two weeks, you know, full cold turkey vegan. And I was one week into that, I think, when I told you, you know, two weeks isn't long enough. I want to go 30 days. And I know you were thrilled, but I mean, it was a very easy decision for me to make because of the experience I was having within the first week. I mean, food was tasting good. I was making pasta that instead of chicken had tofu or a plant-based chicken or sausage or crumble that made it just as satisfying, but a lot healthier. And so when I realized, hey, I'm getting the health that I want, and I'm not really sacrificing <laughs> because I'm still enjoying great pasta and stir fries. And the, I mean, the tofu scramble that you taught me how to make was just off the charts. I'm like, huh, I don't need to have eggs to make this taste good. And what I quickly started to realize, and over the course of weeks, becoming a couple months and stuff like that, I mean, I think that first month, well, the first couple of months here, I mean, I've personally prepared more vegetables for myself in the, in the last couple of months than I've personally prepared for myself in the last two to three decades. Woo! So Your doctors a, everywhere are cheering. It's a, it's, a, it's a big shift. And when you're putting that good stuff in your body, that was our bodies were intended to be consuming, you know, good things start to happen. You know, I wasn't really looking to lose weight, but I shed some additional body fat. I was feeling lighter. You know, I love to run, jump. You know, when I'm moving forward, I like to move forward fast, I guess. And the last, I don't know, a couple of decades of even, it just seems like I was sluggish. And, you know, to get off the ground in a, at a son that, you know, does flips and jumps everywhere and to try to keep up with him was challenging. I feel a lot better. My energy's up. I, you know, I feel lighter and able to move better. So it's been great all around. I'm really um, enjoying the process. And it's been a great opportunity for you and I to connect on a greater and deeper level through the process of getting to know one another, as well as this, you know, personal journey of altering or modifying my, my lifestyle uh, to plant-based. Yeah, I know a lot of people listening probably might feel envious of this because for most people, getting a parent to go plant-based or to align in food choices is a big struggle that people deal with. And so I feel incredibly lucky that you stepped into this path on your own. And um, it's been so fun going through that together. Well, and I truly feel grateful to have had your support through this process, encouragement, and um, and it all started with inspiration. It inspired me to do so. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And knowing that it's something that will make you here on this planet even longer, especially since I missed out on the first 31 years, <laughs> years of that, that's pretty cool too. It's fascinating because as people around me that have either known me for you know, all my life or decades or even a short time, uh, people at the gym and whatnot. And when they observe or they hurt, you know, they learn that I'm doing this and I'm doing the plant-based thing and whatnot. I'm picking up a lot of stories from moms that are freaked out because their kids are 
vegan and where are they going to get their protein? And, you know, all concerned that their kids are going to get sick. And I'm, I look at them and I go, really? <laughs> I, need to, I need to help educate you because your kids, you should be following what your kids are doing. <laughs> they should let them lead the way. I think it's fantastic. I think there's a lot of confusion out there. And so, you know, as I move forward in my own journey, I'm inspired also to uh, empower others with knowledge and resources to make it an easier process for them the way that you have for me. And um, I'm excited about that as well. So it's been pretty cool. Greg, you mentioned that there are lots of really great books and recipes available to you. Do you have any particular recommendations for just general resources that you could that you go to? I think that you both have great platforms with great resources, and that's where it started for me. And I would say, you know, plant-based on a budget is awesome because, you know, a lot of people out there also have that mindset of, oh, gosh, going organic or, you know, going vegan or whatever is going to be super pricey. How can I deal with that? But, you know, when you stop putting meat and dairy in your cart, all of a sudden that frees up a whole lot of money to redirect in a, in a better way and a healthier way. In a more sustainable way. So I think that you both offer through World of Vegan and uh, Not Based on a Budget, great starting points to springboard off, whether you're looking to do something on a more affordable path or for some people, money's not the option. They just want it to taste good. They want it to be painless and, you know, step into it and kind of sift through what's out there to find the kind of things that you're going to like. I had, I made my first pizza a few nights ago. And it was awesome. I was actually quite impressed. And I shared it with a friend that um, has been very standoffish toward the whole food plant base that I've been going through. But he's been curious here more recently after getting part of a documentary down, kind of raised his antennas a little bit. And I gave him a slice of the pizza and he uh, he's like, wow, tastes like pizza. That's really awesome. Speaking of documentaries, Michelle told me told me that on her last visit to uh, Southern California, you did a, an epic documentary marathon. Do you have any favorites? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I actually feel a little bad about that. I think I I pulled all of the traumati- most traumatizing documentaries possible. We watched Dominion. We watched Shark Water. We watched Blackfish. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, my God. We watched The Cove. I thought for some reason that you were watching Veducated and works overnight. Well, he had already watched all those okay. before I got there. <laughs> There's a couple of those that I, I still have yet to get Recover into. From. Yeah, but um, Forks Over Knives, I watched back, I think, during or right after my first flare up around that time. But what the, what the health most recently, I'd say that had the greatest impact. That was what I needed to really jar me into a direction of, you know what, it's time. You know, it's time to just buck up, smarten up, and reprogram myself. Through this process, another thing that I've found, and actually I learned after I started the process, but a lot of the influencers and whatnot that I've kind of started tagging into and and checking out, talk about how your palate starts to change. And it's really true that that's been happening for me. So I'm eating things that I probably would have just, you know, rolled my nose up at and (laughs) turned around, or when somebody wasn't looking, scraped off my plate or whatever. But I'm finding ways to incorporate it where it's delicious, enjoyable, and even some of them, some of the things I would say, even if it's not like, oh, you know, super savory or whatever, it's not, if I'm seeing the health benefits and it's not really that hard to get down, I guess Brussels sprouts would be one of those, you know, but I put in a good pasta dish and cook it long enough and it just kind of blends in with everything else. And I know some people absolutely love those things and 
and probably I can figure out a way or we'll learn a way in the future to um, roast them or bake them or do some magical thing to make them wonderful because a lot of people rave about them in certain ways they're cooked. I tried to make him Brussels sprouts when he was here visiting and I completely burnt them, like charred them. And that was like going to be the, look, you'll love Brussels sprouts now. And he's like, mmm, delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) It's like if anything, I'll tell you, if if I went down to the meat department at the local grocery store and grabbed a big slab of meat that I would have loved in the old day and come here and throw it on the grill without any condiments without any marinating you know it's going to be a different experience and when i was cooking meat i mean we were always marinating our meats and we were doing all these fantastic things to to make those things take taste good and it's the same way with the plant-based diet if you learn a few tricks you incorporate some of the things you like like a few days back i also had some hot wings with a uh, i think it was a beyond meat meatless chicken strips but i turned it into making hot wings out of them and they were really good and i was like wow I don't have to, you know, go to the local hot wing spot <laughs> to um, satisfy that craving if I have it ever, you know. Football season's right around the corner, and those kind of things will probably help in circumstances where I'm with the group that, you know, is slamming a bunch of hot wings or pizzas or, you know, all the other comfort foods that we used to eat in, in those type environments. So I'm learning the types of things that I can I can either prepare for myself in advance or prepare for a group that... Quite frankly, some of these people wouldn't even know that they were eating, you know, not meat. Speaking of football, Michelle and I wrote a very serious football jingle <laughs> for one of our videos. We were, Super Bowl video. We were doing a, a Super Bowl snack video. And Michelle, do you want to sing? Wait, how does it even go? Shoot. Are you ready for <laughs> some <you>. football? <laughs> are you ready, ready for you? you? <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. We, not, this should not be our career. I think she was playing the guitar, too. Were you playing oh, the guitar? Probably, yeah, it had a broken string, too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going to have to play so that fancy. for you sometime. Yeah. Okay, so another time. That, that's we learn in an interview like this? This is fantastic. <laughs> I think you play guitar. Uh, try, tried to and failed is, is more accurate there. Um <laughs> <laughs> So yes, when you're visiting here, another fun thing that I like to remind you of often is that it was 4th of July, Tony was over, and we have on camera you saying that you were going to stay vegan for a whole year. Oh my gosh. Year. Let me let me find that clip so we can insert it oh right my, here. Oh my Oh yes. Okay. So okay, we have that on camera, so obviously that's going to happen even though you don't remember saying it. <laughs> you're going to be one year, guys. One year. <laughs> Woo! And, and beyond. My question for you is, do you think about going back? Would you, can you see yourself switching back and just being like, that was a fun experiment? What are your feelings on that? Honest feelings. I won't judge. <laughs> yeah, my honest feelings on, on going back. Um, you know, I've had people ask me that. I hit 30 days and, you know, um, one of my closest friends that's been, you know, intimately watching this process was like, all right, shall I go get some uh, some fillets and you ready to celebrate? And I said, no, not really. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, I don't see a need to go, you know, change my course at the moment. A number of times I've had that conversation come up and I kind of liken it to, um, you know, I'm not a cigarette smoker, but I imagine for people that are cigarette smokers, it's an addiction and it's a hard to quit because I've watched a lot try. I've seen some have success, you know, just going cold turkey and most don't though. And liken it to the fact that if I was a smoker and I quit and I didn't have cravings and I wasn't feeling, you know, jittery or going through withdrawals or whatever, 
And I said I was going to quit, but I was going to do it baby steps. And I start 30 days. Well, if I hit 30 days and I'm doing fine, I'm not needing it, wanting it, craving it, whatever. And somebody says, great, you ready to celebrate and want to put another cigarette in my hand? I'm going to say, absolutely not. I'm, you know, I see no need. I, I'm fortunate. I don't have to go in and out and in and out and in and out. I made this choice for wellness and, and for my own personal wellness and, and that first. And the knowledge that's come along the way in sustainability and just the insane resources that are used to raise meats for, you know, a country and now a world that just has seems to have an insatiable appetite for that. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I, you know, part of what I think of is what are we going to leave our, our planet like to our kids and our grandkids? And so whether it's doing it slow or doing it fast for the other listeners out there, you know, whether you do one day a week, you know, day or something like that, any small steps you take make a huge lasting impact on the planet and the rest of the world. So if you don't care enough about yourself, but you love other people, you know, do it for the rest of us, I guess. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not looking to go back. I also am not looking to beat myself up if, you know, I find myself in a place where I have the need to have a treat or something here or there. I'm not feeling that now and I'm not looking to feel it. But if I do, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. But I'm looking to stay the course and make an impact going forward. Um, not just on myself, but on others, and um, I'll leave the planet better for my kids than it would be if I didn't do this. Michelle, thanks you. I'm just like smiling off in the corner here. <laughs> uh, well, with that beautiful sentiment, I mean, that, that's awesome. That's a mic drop. We, mic drop. Done. Mic drop. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want to thank you so much for coming onto our podcast and sharing your story. I am so inspired by both you and Michelle, and I feel the love and connection that you all feel, and I'm grateful to be part of your journey with you. Yeah, Tony was there through the early days. Well, even just a few years ago when I'd be having, before we connected, we'd be at an event in LA, and I'd wake up, and I'd be like, I just had another birth father dream, where I would meet these random imaginary imagination birth fathers in my dream and tony i think was like she needs to just quit dreaming because this is probably never gonna happen but to yeah thanks tony for being on this journey with me but also really 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 special people to have you here on the podcast so cool well it's been awesome and aside from my journey and my story and stuff i'm grateful for the both of you and the work that you do in this space to enlighten others encourage others inspire others and do it in a very positive way and non-judgmental way I think there needs to be more of that as anybody in this space or thinking about stepping into a healthier plant-based lifestyle doesn't need to be judged. They don't need to be beaten up in the process. They need to be encouraged and nurtured. And I think you guys do a fabulous job at that. So I'm grateful for you guys. And thank you for all your work. Now you're making Tony smile off in the corner. I'm in the corner smiling. Thank you. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Plant Powered People podcast. Uh, this was definitely an extra special one for me. Having my birth father here, I lived most of my life thinking that I'd probably never even find him. And to have him on my podcast talking about vegan things is just uh, so special, kind of mind-blowing, and just really cool. It's really special for me, too, and I'm so proud of Greg. If you want to stay up to date with episodes like this, don't forget to subscribe to our e-newsletter at plantpoweredpodcast.com. 
If you'd like to support this podcast, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, wherever you're listening to this podcast. It really helps uh, this podcast reach more people, and it's extra special to Tony and I when we leave an honest review. So uh, that's a great way to support. Thank you. Thank you for for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, and we'll see you or talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.